It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know the deal. Hey, it's Shantae. And I'm Natalie. And welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm. At the Norfus Firm, we solve people problems. We work with clients all around the world on HR and diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. You know, we walked in this, we walked in here mad, tired. You took a nap on this I, couch. I needed to take a nap. I was worn out. You got on winter boots. I, I got on slides. I got to go to Chicago. And it's apparently yeah. negative six degrees in yeah. Chicago. And then we have this guest wow. that hyped us up. So I'm really excited because we were in here dragging. Yeah. Yeah. And just even in our intro, getting her together, like, I'm like, okay, let's go. No, we get, we're going to need two and three episodes. We can't do this in just one. Like, See how we sign y'all up? This is going to be a really great good episode. conversation. Yes. Okay. So... We did, a, we set sort of the baseline for today mm -hmm. in a prior episode around allyship and what it is. We had our shared language around it for us. Um, we're not going to repeat that today because we all want, we want to give our guests the opportunity to, to offer up a, a definition. Um, but, but the thing there in terms of for us and why we felt we wanted to approach this series this way is we see a lot of centering. We see a lot of co-opting. Right. So where folks feel like they know what you need better than you know what you need. Right. Right. And so when we are thinking about allyship, it's easy to tell people what they should consider. But like we wanted to take it that step further and talk to folks who live that life. Yeah. First person. Right. And ask people what they need. Mm -hmm. So I get to introduce our guest today. So such a pleasure because uh, our guest I've known since I was a little baby intern in a law firm and um, here I am grown up. And so it's great with great, great pride and pleasure that I, I'd love to introduce Sarah Rathke. Sarah is a partner at Squire Patton Boggs. I almost said the old name of the firm, which was Squire Sanders and Dempsey which is showing my age, exactly. but it's Esquire Pan Box uh, in their Cleveland office. She is a real trial attorney. And I say that because people talk about being a trial attorney, but like Sarah actually is a badass nice. trial lawyer and focuses on uh, complex litigation involving supply, ch supply chain disputes and actually co-authored a book. Like this is how this lady's brain works on supply chain and how you af avoid disputes. Mm. Although if there were no disputes, she wouldn't be doing what she does. Um, <laughs> so welcome, Sarah. We're really excited to have you. Um, Hi, longtime fan. <laughs> First time caller. Long time <laughs> Actually, and I should offer a fun fact. So Sarah was my mentor. Wow. She was assigned to me uh, when I was a summer associate at Squire. And the thing that always stood out to me about Sarah is like, she doesn't give a, you know what? Yeah. I already think I said ass, so I guess I could say she doesn't give a it's, shit. That's the energy that Sarah brings, though. Yeah, exactly. You just gotta get it's really I, the first time I met Sarah, I was like, oh, she gives you like anybody can get it type energy. Exactly. Like no one would be spared. Which I think makes her a perfect guest yes. for this topic. And yes. the reason why is being an ally is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Needing allyship is uncomfortable. And I think Sarah, something you do really well is walk in that discomfort regularly. So it, Let's start off a little bit to, with, with two different questions. First, from your own uh, career growth and trajectory, have there been points at which, which you needed allyship? Did you get it? Were there challenges? 
Oh, sure. Um, you know, in large law firms, you know, white women are still like minority outgroup, particularly as you get more senior. So have I had some uncomfortable days at work? Yes, I, I definitely have, for sure. And did any has did anyone ever ask you what you sort of needed in terms of support when you had those those bad days or how did you handle them? You know, it's varied um, with my own seniority and relative power level. So when I was, I don't exactly remember how old I was, but my mentor in the firm, um, one of them, as you know, happens to be a black man. And I know that we have had conversations about like, listen, like I will carry the water on this. You carry the water on that. And because we're very close, we can be very explicit about that. So when I was more junior, um, I really did want somebody more powerful than me to carry the water for me. Now that um, there's not, you know, now that I'm more autonomous within my firm, that's less important to me. But what I do want, and I try to be clear about this, is like if I am telling you something about an experience that I have had, and let's say you're a white male in this situation, I am telling you this so that you know. Like, I already know. Like, what I think is that you don't know. So that's kind of like what I'm looking for right now is I'm looking to raise awareness in people who maybe don't have the experiences that folks in various outgroups have on a regular basis. And, you know, kind of what drives me bananas is then if somebody argues with me, which is like, that does happen to some degree in some instances. Where they're arguing your experience and like what it means. Right. A common, a somewhat common fact pattern that I, that I have noticed both when I've been sharing an experience that happened to me or when others are sharing experiences that happened to them, um, is that you have well-meaning, like self-reported, let's say white allies or white male allies who fully acknowledge like there is racism, there is sexism, there's homophobia in the world. Like they know, they know enough to know that there's the isms. They're like on board with that, but somehow never managed to find an actual racist, sexist, mm. or homophobe mm. in a specific situation. So if you're sharing your experience, the feedback that you sometimes get is like, well, that person's just mean, or maybe they're having a bad day, or maybe there's an innocent explanation. And um, I'm happy about the progress that we've made on recognizing the major isms. But at the same time, to me, um, that reaction is outrageous. Because what you are saying as a person with no lived experience of having these types of encounters, you're talking over the person who has lots of lived experience. And it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. So, you know, I think we're coming to a place where fortunately corporate America, law firm America, whatever, is recognizing the isms. That's a good thing. But sometimes where we can stumble, I think, in our allyship is like there's racism, but no actual racist. There's sexism, but no actual sexist. There's like homophobia, but you can never find an actual homophobe. And, you know, we know that these things, sexism, racism, homophobia, all the isms, like, Really what we're talking about is a system, sometimes exemplified in the behavior of individuals, but you do have to defer to the person with the greater experience when you're talking about how they interpret um, the, the behavior of others. Yeah. And so I'm curious, Sarah, because I'm sure people have experienced, others have experienced that as well. Um, what do you think is mm -hmm. at the root of that? Why is that so hard? 
that is probably more psychological than I'm equipped to go into, but my hunch is like a couple things. First of all, there's, um, if you're reporting it up, you're talking about somebody who's deeply invested in whatever institution that you're operating within. So there's a tendency to want to be defensive about and defend, like not defensive. Those both sort of defend the institution, the organization. Sometimes they know the person that you're sharing your experience with. Um, and I don't know Bob to be like, it's kind of sorry to cut you off, but it's like, I don't know mm-hmm. Bob to be like that. He's never been like that with me. So why would he be like that with you? How many days do you come into work as a black person? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> and that's that centering piece yes. that we talk about. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that, like when I do investigations or dealing with someone who's feeling like they're having they're being slighted in some way. And then the very first thing when you go talk to someone else, oh, I, they're a really nice person. They're like a brother to me. And you're like, but what does that have to do with the fact that someone is experiencing them differently than you? Right. Like it's right. that it's that like not a goddamn thing. Exactly. And one thing we got a little bit far away from, Sarah, is we always like to have some kind of shared language or shared understanding. How do you define allyship? What does that mean to you? God, that's a great question. I suppose I amorphously experience it as, you know, doing your best to be supportive of people who are in, you know, the minority in any, not just the numerical minority, but also sort of a power structure minority in whatever organization or society that you're operating in and being aware of the forces that can work against those people. And then finally, like trying to do your best to push back against those forces so that those folks aren't experiencing that to the detriment of their well-being and success. Wow. That's a great definition. <laughs> Dang. I have to write that down. Exactly. <laughs> sure, that with people. <laughs> So, Sarah, there are situations, and we've talked a, a few about a few of them already, where you might be observing behavior uh, or experiencing behavior that's sexist. For you might be observing racist behavior, um, and, and when you're thinking about those scenarios, say you're in a meeting and you know a client keeps speaking over you in a way that feels like okay, now we're 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 it's a little bit a microaggression in terms of like the talking over the woman and, and the like. Do you have a preference that if you if someone else in the room who purports to be an ally and how they approach it? So would you prefer for them to speak up? before you do and say, hey, like, you know, give Sarah a chance here or defer to you in terms of how you handle it, meaning let you handle it and back you up? Or is there some other way in which you, you'd you prefer for an ally to support you in, in those kinds of moments? At this point in my life, um, it's not important to me to for anybody else to do anything in the specific situation that you mentioned, because if we're in that situation, like it's a client that says that it's a client that's most likely there because of me. So they've made the affirmative decision to hire. So I like, I'm able to attribute a little bit more like, you know, innocence to that situation. You know, of all the people that you could have hired today, like you decided to hire me and, and pay my egregiously high hourly rates. So in that situation, no, but as a younger lawyer, I definitely, you know, you don't really have a recourse in a situation like that, apart from the more powerful person from your organization that you have in that situation. And, you know, I'm, I'm strident myself now, but 
I'm also sensitive to the idea that there is a time and place. So if it were younger me and the person, you know, and I brought it up to the person and they said, listen, I, like, I hear you, but um, like, we're really trying to get this client. I'm just going to need you to like, I acknowledge this. I'm going to work on this within our organization, but I'm not prepared to like have the client bite the bullet in this moment. Um, I think I would accept that, but that is just me. And I would expect to, you know, if somebody told me, I want you to intervene, I probably do it. Even if I'm like, well, that's probably not a good idea, but like, okay, I probably would. Your, your answer really talks a lot about the power pieces, which I actually appreciate sort of your, your acknowledgement of, you know, the different phases in your own career with regards to having power, different types of power at different levels. Can you talk a little bit more about that in terms of how that plays into being an ally and needing an ally? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like kind of an inverse relationship. The more powerful are you, the less you really need an ally, but the more helpful you can be as an ally to others. So, you know, I... I think people are like a little hesitant about allyship because nobody's confident that they're going to get it right. Um, and I would say, just put it down, man. Like wh what I've found is like, first of all, like there are situations where subtlety is not like really necessary or great. So like, I just come out with it. Like, this is what I'm about. I've worn this shirt like at work. I've worn this shirt and others like it at like the most like, pale male and stale, like kind of law fraternity in town. Like, you know, this is just what I'm about. And I think, you know, first of all, that signals to the people who might not be fully um, following best practices or intending even to follow best practices. Like we're not doing that here. Um, but second, I think it signals to the people who are, you know, kind of on the outside of the power structure, like, I'm like, I'm with you in spirit. I may not like, I'm not always like, you know, I have a 16 year old son, so I get to hear all the time about how I'm getting it wrong. But um, like, I'm trying, I might not be up on the latest like hip hop trends or language trends, but like I am here in spirit, open to being educated um, and willing to like, you know, step in front of the train, you know, to the extent that that's called for. So, one of the things that Shantae and I like really that stands out for us when we look at, you know, some of your posts and how you speak about things to other people that you do so in a way that doesn't center you. Right. So, you know, we know that, you know, as a white woman and being a woman, you've encountered sexism. I mean, our industry is still very he well, it's starting to term. It was uh, always been heavily dominated by white men. And so you've had your own experiences, but somehow when you're talking about, you know, groups you're not part of, you don't center that, like you don't make it about you. What, talk to us about, because it seems like that takes some level of intentionality, but talk about how you're able to use your voice without making it about you. I mean, I, I definitely know the phenomenon to which you're referring. I'm just not sure that I can personally relate to it. Like, why on earth would that be about me? I, you know, like, I just, I can't, I can't really get there in my mind. Maybe when people do that, they're being, maybe they're trying to be sort of helpful or maybe trying to be sort of defensive. Like, I too have had difficult experiences and like, I want you to feel not alone in that. 
Um, and I think sometimes like, you know, when you point out like the world is bad in X, Y, and Z capacity, like sometimes that's overwhelming to people and they want to just be like, not that bad or like equally bad or like, but prevail, you know, um, I think there's some psychology along those lines that sometimes comes into play. So question, Sarah, for you, you know, working in big law, um, that's a very traditional field. It doesn't change very quickly or often at all. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, these concepts, these, the allyship, a lot of the DEI concepts, these things that are, that are, um, uh, in style quote unquote now, but actually should have been happening a long time ago, um, are new to a lot of people and they may have trouble with it. Um, how do you manage that in working in a very traditional, uh, environment and still trying to push some of these, um, initiatives that really help to advance the workforce? I think we started to make um, more rapid progress when we, you know, kind of gave it up to God and said, we're not the experts, but we about to find some. Um, and you did not tell me to say this. You did not, we didn't talk about this at all. But, you know, there came a moment where we wanted to become my, you know, my specific law firm wanted to be a little bit more intentional about what we were doing and um, do DEI more consistently with like whatever orthodoxy or discipline exists in the world, but we did not know what it was. So among the things that we did was to hire outside consultants <laughs> who, <laughs> who, you know, had the information. And I think that was, that was a great step that we took. Now, obviously it can't be the only step. can't be the last step. Um, and it wasn't technically, it wasn't the first step either, but um, you know, don't be afraid to admit what you don't know. Why would we know that? We sell legal services. Right. Right. Oof. I feel like we could talk to Sarah forever. Um, and sadly, it's time to wrap. So Ooh. we might be back with Sarah. We have to be, come back with Sarah. Yeah. There's so much there. Yeah. The you guys are amazing. So are you. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> oh, God, no. It's so great to be with you. I can't believe how long we've known each other. Yeah. And the growth. And so when we kind of think about this episode, so a few things that I, I wasn't even expecting to hear or to take through this is couple one, the, the differentiation in power mm -hmm. and knowing that in your lifetime, you might go from needing an ally, right, to being the ally, to be in that position of power, to be that ally and speak up for folks. Um, this idea of not being subtle about being an out, like being out there with it, which I think, again, goes to that it's not comfortable, just accept that. And it gets easier. Everything gets easier the more you do it, right? So it takes that practice. You're not perfect. You're going to mess up. Yep. Do it anyway. And then I think the last This piece shirt was actually, this shirt went on just as easy as all the other shirts. <laughs> Except, right. Oh. <laughs> and and putting on the shirt, uh, it's the same. The, it's all the same. Yeah. So make if so, you can get the messaging out there, go for it. All right, we love having y'all. We'll be back with more allyship conversations. Stay tuned. Bye.